With 22 million UK users, LinkedIn offers a fabulous opportunity to find your ideal clients and to stay ahead of your competition. But what do these future clients currently find when they visit your profile? First impressions count. So, are you proud of your fantastic profile because it is client ready and written with them in mind? Or do you look at it and wonder how you could do better because you are not generating leads? My Marketing Guy works with those who want to take advantage of the amazing potential offered by LinkedIn. So, for more details, please email guy at mymarketingguy.co.uk to arrange an initial consultation. Remember, your next client is on LinkedIn. You're listening to Go Fish. Exclusively on the Pod Station. Welcome everyone to episode 54 of the Go Fish Business Tips podcast where each week we take a topic which will probably affect you as a business owner or someone who works and we don't want to isolate our audience and we delve into it and hopefully come up with some ideas, some suggestions, we share experiences and you might benefit from um, learning or indeed it might generate some thought processes that might help you make the most from your business. Uh, my name is Matt Pollard. My business is Funky Vibes. Now, normally I have two co-hosts who help me with this show, but we're a man down, literally. Dun, dun, dun. Indeed. So, um, He's got the man flu. He has got the man flu. So Chris Roxruff from my marketing guy is not here. No. Um, but of course, Ishtar Ali from Ankori Interiors is. I've got the woman flu, but I am still here. <laughs> that doesn't say a lot for Chris, does it? <laughs> it doesn't say a lot for men, basically. <laughs> so I might be coughing and spluttering during this uh, recording, but you know, for, it is what it is. For the benefit of the camera, I am sat sufficiently far away from Ishtar <laughs> so that I am not going to catch, catch said flu. Yeah, no. exactly. I am fine because I am a fine specimen of a human being and I am completely safe from all dreaded bugs. Excellent. Good to know. <clears throat> I'm good, by the way. How are you? <laughs> yeah. How are you? I'm wonderful. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm good. What have you been up to? Um, I've had a week off. What? Yeah, I know. It's been wonderful. I've not had much social media at all. I've just taken a break because we rarely do that as business owners, do we? No, indeed. So. Actually, I don't even know what it is you're talking about. <laughs> it's, it's so early in the concept to me. Yeah, it was quite nice. So I'm feeling really refreshed this week. Ugh, you make me feel sick. <laughs> you need a break. Clearly. Mm -hmm. As it's just me and you, we decided to go on with the show nevertheless. Yeah. Um, I suppose we should say there's a couple of things to mention before we get going. Mm -hmm. Can we the talk about new branding? Well, we'll mention that next okay. because first and foremost, I obviously want to give a big shout out to Vincent de Paul in Birkenhead, mm -hmm. who have very kindly let us use their venue for the purposes of recording this show. Uh, we were without a home this week and through our network of contacts. Nice plug. We, we've very kindly been given this space to record in, so... Yeah, very uh, grateful. Absolutely. They are a charity. They have a food bank downstairs. Yes. So if you are in the Birkenhead region, or indeed if, I don't know, you're on the Wirral or Merseyside, if you want to drop some food in to help those people who need it most, that would probably be really cool. Yeah. 
And I guess even if you can't do it to this place, if there is a food bank by you, do it. Do it. Be a good human. So that's first thing. Mm-hmm. The second thing, which is uh, very exciting, is our branding. We've launched a rebrand. Woohoo! So wh- why have you done this? <laughs> because. I came in and said I wanted something new and shiny and, we, and you've done it. No, it was good. You've had that branding for a couple of years now, haven't you? Yeah. So the direction that we're taking with the embracing of the business podcast element rather than just the um, marketing side and just the fresh feel that we're kind of going for. Yeah. Um, and you've done a fabulous job, Mr. Pollard. Well, thank you very much. But you came in and said, I would love to just give this a new lick of paint. And obviously, because I, pra- I I preach a new lick of paint on a regular basis, yeah. I was only too happy to go, yes, let's let's do it. And it's beautiful. Oh, well, thank you very much. <laughs> so you can go and check it out. We're on uh, all of the major social yeah. media platforms, so Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. If you just type in the, biz- the Go Fish Business podcast or at go fish podcast you can find us um you'll see the new branding we're going to be launching hopefully in the next few days uh if not certainly by the time this episode goes out yeah. our new website page so it'd be uh, gofishpodcast.com mm-hmm. uh, where you can find all of the shows uh you can find out a bit about us you can find links to our uh, own business websites which would be quite cool um, or else you can still find us we will still be available on the podstation.co.uk mm-hmm. go to the go fish tab um, or subscribe to the show on any of the major podcast platforms in fact if you are doing that we'd love some reviews please um, we like to hear from people yeah it is I mean feedback is important mm-hmm. because we can't improve what we do and make it more relevant if we don't hear back and um, it does help to give the show a better ranking on those platforms, which means more people see it, which means we can hopefully help more people. Which is the whole point of why we give our time every other week. Exactly, because we don't get paid for doing this. No. Well, I don't. We I don't do know it what, for the love. I don't know what Chris gets paid. It's probably a big <laughs> wad of cash, isn't it? That's why he's only here. He's a part-timer. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. We do it for the love of helping and giving back and... So, yeah, anything that you guys can do to support that would be amazing. Having now done some of the housekeeping, shall we go on to the topic for today? Let's. What is the topic for today? The two introverts are talking about networking. <laughs> the non-introverts not here to <laughs> argue to the contrary. In fact, we can be quite rude to Chris because he's not here and he probably won't listen to the episode either. No, so either he probably will. will never know what we're about to say. But, yeah, <laughs> it's ironic, isn't it? So, if you know Chris, don't tell him. <laughs> this is our little secret. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a bit of a shame he's not here because uh, Chris, having been in business for quite a long time, right. will probably be one of the best people to talk about I networking. Think he, and I think, well, he's probably got way, well, he's not probably, he's definitely got more experience at networking and he's a better hand at it as than you and I are, I imagine. Because <laughs> me and you just shy away in the corner. <laughs> Whereas I think Chris just goes whole hot. Well, I'm not strictly sure that does apply to me. Okay. Um, but, well, I suppose we'll come on to that in a mm-hmm. bit. But right. um, for the benefit of people who are listening to this, because their assumption will be that when we're talking about networking, we'll be talking about those those events. We've all been invited to those events. Mm-hmm. But I would probably say that the word networking is perhaps overly defined as that and has a much wider definition yeah. of what is networking and how you might go about doing it. 
simplistically in my brain, networking is anywhere where there's more than two people wanting to get some information out of you. And whether that's you being part of a group of people just wanting to have a discussion and get to know each other or if you're there for a particular training event or a corporate event and then by default you end up speaking to people, that would be my definition of networking. What about you? For me, it's more about putting yourself into a position where an opportunity might present itself or you might create an opportunity through building a relationship or doing something. Um, That's so much more eloquently said than I did. Well done, Mr. Palmer. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Because in essence, for me, networking is anything, anytime, anywhere. Mm. It's just about you having the mindset or the discipline in your mind to identify and then seize an opportunity that might present itself yeah in whatever capacity or circumstance it might be mm. and of course you have to adjust that subject to your surroundings so you might be in a social environment but there might be someone there you could really do some good business with mm. well if you start throwing out your business cards and getting all business heavy to that person when they're just trying to enjoy uh, a mojito in the corner on their weekend off after a long week at work then you're not going to get very far are you yeah but just building a relationship with them and then perhaps saying, oh, do you fancy going to the pub next week or yeah. do you want to go out to, I don't know, a football match sometime? I've got a spare ticket. You know, that kind of, you're creating the opportunity to then evolve that relationship that might then lean, lend itself to a more business-orientated one. Yeah, and for me, it's not all about networking hasn't transpired to be about getting business. I think for me, it's been more about building relationships with people who can form your peer group support so a lot of the networking that I initially started doing was just to kind of cover the absence of having colleagues and therefore having people who you could shout and bounce ideas off would you want to elaborate well do you want to elaborate on that because that sort of introduces why you would start networking and perhaps also links into when did we start, start doing it. networking and did we only do it when we became business owners? So networking for me has been this lifelong topic that I've absolutely hated <laughs> because although uh, because I am extremely introverted and the whole concept of networking in a room full of strangers fills me with dread still to this day. Um, so when my corporate job, I, need, I used to go and network at HR conferences. Explain that background because people won't know what your corporate so background is. So my corporate is. background is I was an HR director for a large global <laughs> automotive company um, at, for a number of years and by default was invited to many conferences and exhibitions and networking events to represent my brand and my company um, as, an, as a leader in the HR field, right? So um, other HR directors and business leaders from across the region. And that was, I, I didn't really enjoy going to those events because I just, it, it wasn't because I wanted to go, it was because I needed to go because of my company and it was a, a reason for that, for that purpose only but I think well it definitely changes when you set up your business because then it's all about you promoting the baby that you're growing so um, it became very clear 
when I started my business that I was like how am I gonna get the word out about this little baby that I'm trying to grow and um how do I meet people so that they can get to know me and my company um so that they can potentially use my services and so when you are put into a networking event with an emotive purpose as opposed to just a it's your job just go do it I think it adds a different dimension to networking or at least it did for me and so going back to what I was saying I started my contracting business in January 2020 and I was already missing the fact that I didn't have colleagues and peer group support from when I was in my corporate job because it's a really lonely business running a running a company and there was lockdown and there was a lockdown and there was the fact that all of your contacts were in another country weren't they well yeah completely different region so I was starting 100% from scratch I knew no bugger locally at all so that was a bit difficult maybe a little bit crazy as well in hindsight but you know we do these things and reflect afterwards um so yeah the networking that I started to do was online during uh, lockdown and um my god was it a source of comfort in a dark place for everybody and i'm sure it was for you as well i don't know how long you've been networking mark well it it depends <laughs> going back to what i said before it's the perception of what networking is because i think throughout my entire working career i have been networking I probably didn't realise I was networking Mm. pre... Well, I I say pre-being self-employed, but actually I think certainly for perhaps the last five years of being employed, I was aware of when I was networking and what I was doing and why. And I think even to a degree from day one, I probably was aware. So, for example, um, I was a lawyer when I started out. And when my bosses... Obviously, anyone who knows the legal industry, and certainly in the early noughties and prior to that, knows it's quite a work hard, play hard type of industry. And so when my bosses used to invite me out for drinks, I would go. But that's not because they were necessarily my friends at the time, although I'd like to think I developed a relationship after that. But certainly when I was a trainee and wet behind the ears, I was essentially networking with my bosses. I was building a relationship. I was trying to ingratiate myself into the business um by by networking with my bosses now whether i knew that that's why i was going out i probably wouldn't have attached the word networking to what i was doing but actually with hindsight i probably think that is a fair description of what i was doing Mm. we'd go out with barristers we'd go out with service providers um and again that's all networking because you're building relationships you're potentially getting something off the back of it Mm. um whether it be you're sending more work to them they're going to do favors for you um so i think from day one i've been doing it whether i realized to what extent and very much when you become self-employed it becomes a much more focused um activity activity Mm. it's very much a ultimately i need to try and generate some work from this yeah that's so true whether that be directly or indirectly so i might be using a service i might by networking find a great service provider for my business so let's say an accountant but ultimately i want to work with that accountant because they might pass me work in return absolutely yeah because at the end of the day it's all about either saving money or getting something done in the best way possible or getting some money in your own pocket Mm. so yeah 
I think I've done lots of different networking in a plethora of situations. Yeah. And I think it has changed as I've got a bit older and a bit more experienced. Yeah, I like that, actually. You're absolutely right. It is, I think people often forget those small, you know, going out with your boss to, you know, dinners with people that actually does technically count as networking. So you're right, I did that plenty of times with my ex-boss and I would never have considered it as networking because he was always taking the lead and I was just there to represent the company on his behalf. But you're, you're building a relationship with the people he, that, that yeah. he's meeting. You're building a relationship with your boss. Yeah. And he's now not your boss, is he? No. But you still have a relationship with him. Yeah, for sure. And therefore, that networking has created that bond. Yeah, true. And you could probably do business with him or ask him for an introduction. or And he you, would still do it, yeah. And therefore, you were networking, weren't oh, you? Oh, that was a clever little bit. I like the way that you did that. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, do we do we want to go through the list of what type of things might constitute as networking Let's do it. before we perhaps go through what the, some of the benefits are? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, before we do that, I did have a question for you because when you were discussing about your previous corporate lifestyle, mm-hmm. um, do you think that you you are or the networking you were doing in the corporate world? is better or more effective than the kind of networking you're doing now or is it different and if so how i believe anything that you do that is done with emotion is much more meaningful than when you have to do it because it's your job so which i know i said before but it, it for me that's really important so i put 110 percent into everything that i used to do before i give 210% now because it's much more meaningful to me and it's much more impactful and the relationships that I build with people are based on them knowing getting to know me and liking me and therefore using my services so it's much more important as well it's it's super close to home now you've got more to lose I guess well that's the point it's your reputation at the end of the day you're not hiding behind a company name whether you are your brand or not essentially at the beginning you are your brand so you, you're portraying your values and your ethics and the way that you work and um you know people by people i know that you've got that in your notes so i'm just going to throw it in there a little bit earlier but people have to get to know you and like you and then use your services so it is more important i think okay so what when we're trying to discuss what a networking situation might be mm. What pops into your head? Uh, a room full of people, but that's not always the case, as we've just alluded to. <laughs> it can be any situation. I think I think the definition that you gave earlier was really beautiful because it is any situation where you can build a relationship with somebody with the view that either that person, they don't necessarily need to pass your business, but they could be the key to somebody knowing you or somebody somebody knowing you like a second or third degree connection that might be like, oh, I know that per- I know that Mark does this or I know that Ish does that. So, I mean, every relationship when you're a business owner is hugely important, so. Okay, well, let's start with social is a good example that we've yeah. just given a social mm-hmm. uh, situation. Yeah. That might be a social situation that's being created by work directly or it might be a, a personal social which lends itself still to opportunities and that can literally be anything couldn't it? it could be going to a family christening uh it could be going to a football match the people who are sitting next to you 
have a job yeah. you don't know what that job is mm. if you have a season ticket and they have a season ticket you're going to be sitting next to each other All 50, 15 20 times <laughs> yeah. over the course of a year if you start talking to them and actually it turns out they do something that's really relevant for you mm. that is in effect networking isn't it yeah um i suppose what, what what would you say then are the do's and the don'ts for a social <laughs> situation don't get too drunk <laughs> that, i mean that's a massive i one. don't drink so this is never a problem for me but yeah I, I could imagine that that could be really messy and you can mess up a relationship pretty quickly if you were. yeah well i i was very careful with that um i would only get drunk or when the circumstances allowed yeah and i, I was i was happy to get drunk but still remain very much in control when i was networking a because you don't want to do something stupid b because you might need to look after if they're your customer if that you're the one who's who's looking after them if if it's your event if you've invited them along you can't go lie in a corner in a hump um whilst they have to figure out how they get home or if Mm. they're your guest you look after them Mm. um so that that is a very relevant one i've seen people who have been outrageous in their behavior and just completely disregard the fact that they are the hosts and that they should be they should absolutely be on it does their guests have their glass full are they making sure that they're not paying for things they shouldn't be paying for Mm. are they getting introduced to the people that they need to be introduced to so i think that is quite an important one yeah um Topics of conversation that might be off the table. Yes. Politics, for example. Yeah, politics, personal opinions. Uh, yeah. Controversial or... Keep your mouth shut, people. Contentious conversation Yeah, anything points. that would be contentious, just don't go there. Just remember that, like, this is not your mate. This is a potential business uh, partner, so... Particularly personal things. Yeah. So don't be talking about your relationship or <laughs> the bedroom <laughs> Well, it's true, isn't it? You don't, you don't Not want to be. Not really. There's, the, yeah. there's a decorum, isn't there? There absolutely I is. I certainly feel, and yeah. some might, might perhaps say that we're being a little bit uptight <laughs> about it. It's not that. It's if you're going to work with someone, yeah, you have to be able to look them in the eye, yeah. <laughs> and if you tell them you've got a sex dungeon. <laughs> That could be the thing that sways them, yeah. Or not. It might be a good thing, but it could be a bad thing. (laughs) So why put yourself in that position where you may or may not get business, just don't mention it, and then... Well, we've said that, you know, making, building personal relationships with people is important, so for sure... A sex dungeon will definitely do that. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like, share what would be appropriate, and because at the end of the day, when you meet a new person, you're trying to find things that you have in common with each other right so you know if you and I were to meet what 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 things would we have in common okay well we both like sports great we both like to have a laugh great so you just kind of hone on those things until your relationship is strong enough that then you'd be like yeah I would totally recommend you for a job or vice versa so just share general information that's not going to scare somebody off yeah and I suppose put your business pitch in context yeah if you're at a funeral and you bump into a cousin you haven't seen for ages who happens to be a really successful business you'd love in on walking up and going hiya steve how are you doing um fancy sending me some some work yeah when it's a, a in a circumstance which is just wholly inappropriate that you're not going to get a good reaction to that i'll say yeah choose your time appropriately 
So it and the location. It might be more. Hey, Steve, I haven't seen you for ages. We should catch up more often. Yeah, and then go away and follow up. Go away and follow it up. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. What other events have we got? You've mentioned one before, which was online stuff. Yeah. Uh, would that be like social media groups or even online things? I mean, explain to me what what the online networking was that you got into. Well, didn't everybody get into online? Yeah, well, we were all locked in our house. The global pandemic Zoom. of 2020 that will live on in our memories for a very long time. Yeah, and where we all feel like we should have bought shares in Zoom when it just skyrocketed and we'd all been billionaires by now. But yeah, everybody just shot online and it was, as an introvert, a 74% introvert, it was an extremely safe environment to start networking, I have to say, because... You sat in your PJs, nobody knows you're in your PJs, but you are, and uh, there's lots of people on the screen, and you're far enough away that it's not scary, and you can choose if you want to mute people or not, and you can choose if you want to have a conversation or not, because you never met them face to face, so actually, it was wonderful. I did meet some amazing people who are still my friends today. But it's how you ended up on this show. It is. And it's how we met. Yeah, high five. And Chris. Wait, well. Oh, a fist pump in there. Oh, okay. It's COVID. <laughs> yeah, I met, I, met, I met Elaine. Yeah. Um, and lots of wonderful people who are now who I now consider friends. But they only really... Be, I mean, look, you build a relationship with people online. But at a certain point, you need to see people in the flesh. Make sure they've got legs and not five arms and stuff like that. They've been hiding off camera. So I've really... My, my relationships with those people that I met online have really flourished since i've been able to meet them face to face but what a fantastic way to initiate um you know a relationship with somebody where would the social media groups then because there's things like facebook have tools where you can create groups and they are quite often support groups or industry orientated groups Mm. people can throw in questions or discuss problems that they might have to get solutions um, where, where do you sit on that? Because going back to what you've just said there, is that something that would generally stay online? Would you follow those conversations up? I feel like that requires too much effort, having to read everybody's posts. I'm I'm much more about having instant communication with somebody. But is that personal preference? That doesn't that necessarily mean that, that they don't work. Yeah. I mean, they might work, but for me, I feel like I'd just get really bored really quick and it's too much effort trying to... What about you? Well, you couldn't... It'd be impossible for you to have meet If there's two and a half thousand people in, say, that group, yeah. you're, you're not meeting two and a half thousand people, No, but people, you, you are read, you? you're having to read posts from people, aren't you? And that takes time. But it might be useful. It might be a useful resource tip, which, funnily enough, is going to be our next topic yeah. for the show. But perhaps it's more mm. of that than a networking... Because yeah. a lot of these groups have specific rules, don't they, that say no selling. Yeah. So you're not you know when we say networking, you are this is very if we're talking in this sense, it's a very indirect form of networking because you're trying to get people to know your name so that they will contact you outside of the group so you can actually do some proper networking. Are you part of any of the social media groups? No, because I feel very much the same. Yeah, I suppose it's, it's pro- this is perhaps where we need Chris because to balance. to balance the conversation. I feel very much the same. I can't be bothered reading reams of posts. I don't want to post my my worries, my woes, and my concerns Not into a group of strangers. 
Um, I feel like that's hanging your dirty laundry out for all to see. So I, I don't get a benefit, but that's not to say it people isn't. People don't. A, yeah, we yeah. know people. We know people in our network, funnily enough, that have a part of groups and who run groups, and they are massively successful. Because for every two of us that are out there, there are four people that actually do want to do that. Mm-hmm. So whatever works for you, everyone's got a preference. Some people don't want that instantaneous connection with people or that face-to-face thing on even on Zoom or whatever. They want to have that opportunity to put you know things in words because they can say it more eloquently than they can in you know verbal so whatever medium you choose to use use it and use it to your advantage the interior design of a space can significantly affect your feelings and well-being and Cora interiors can help create an environment which reflects the message of your business or design a living space which is a reflection of you your lifestyle and taste Providing both e-design and fully-fledged interior design services to suit every budget. Ancora ensure that the look you want becomes a reality using a range of digital visualization tools to perfect the look of your space before a paintbrush is lifted. Check out ancorainterior.com for more information or contact us at hello at ancoriainteriors.com for a free consultation. What about professional associations? Yeah. Where do you sit on this? I have a bit, I have an opinion on this, by the way. I want to hear your opinion on this before I hop on about this. Well, as a former lawyer, yes. my main professional associations were the Solicitors Regulation Authority and the Law Society. I am not now a lawyer, so I am going to say exactly how I feel, which is they are about as useful as a chocolate teapot in the desert. Um, <laughs> they... they, they rarely provided opportunities to network without it going to be costing me money Uh, they didn't provide any support that was of any use whatsoever and actually during the time when I had my firm when I perhaps would have wanted the support that I needed um, certainly if we're talking in a networking capacity Mm. uh, they absolutely failed to provide Mm. That's how I feel about that. Now, that's not to say that all associations, but I have to say associations generally are massive organisations and therefore the onus is very much on you to put your work in to try and get something out. And bearing in mind the association is usually made up of competing businesses or competitors. The law society is made up of lawyers who work for other law firms, Mm. so they're not necessarily going to give me work unless I find a firm who don't do what I do and are looking for someone who um, who does what they, you know, if you can cross-refer work, then that is a good networking opportunity, but you'd have to work hard to find someone to do that. Yeah. Um, so I, I have to say, I've attached quite a small amount of weight to this. And I'd even go so far as to say things like the Chamber of Commerce. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, the Chamber of Commerce, for all the membership fees I've paid, have done diddly squat for me. I've never had the right interest. In fact, the last time I was a member of the Chamber of Commerce, I sat down with the person before I signed the dotted line and said, I'll do this as a test, as in I'll trial this for 12 months. But I want you to be, if someone comes in and you think they're of use to me, do me an introduction because I don't know they exist and I don't know they're a member. Um, so, you know, drop me a line or give my business card or 
say, oh, listen, I might have somebody who might be worth talking to you. But did you, like, actively participate in the Chamber of Commerce stuff? Well, this boils down to time. I'm one person. I can only go to so many events because I have to fit in other things like doing work. Yeah. So I have to focus my attention and my time doing events that are going to give me absolute and more guaranteed returns. Mm. You get out what you put in, though. Yeah, and turning up to a Chamber of Commerce one, for me, even just turning up to an event Mm. is very hard work because how do you build a relationship with someone over an hour or two-hour course or over three or four hours to a social event where there's alcohol involved? Mm. It's a lot more difficult. That's true. Whereas I can go into an event which is specifically geared towards doing proper business relationships and mix on a regular basis and probably achieve 10 times more than I would do at that event. Yeah. So if it's a choice between those two, I would always shy away from that first one. Yeah. So how do you feel about uh, professional associations and the Chamber of Commerce having having had me stomp all over it? And who are no longer going to be a sponsor of the show, by the way. (laughs) Go fish at thepodstation.co.uk. Look, um, the CIPD with the HR um, professional association I was part of for... It's probably still part of. I haven't cancelled my membership yet, which I probably should do. Um, They were fabulous, I'm not going to lie. They've just got a lot of... um, really great tools online that we, we always had access to and they had um opportunities to network and um meet other hr professionals when i was working in hr so they were actually really good so i had a good experience with the cipd but um coming into doing building contracting we were too small to be part of anything professional because you need to have been meeting xyz criteria in order to be a part of it so that really wasn't relevant i did actually have a look at the chamber of commerce in manchester who apparently were trying to encourage more females in construction so they honed on me there's a box to tick yeah exactly diversity box whatever it is but i mean i'm all i'm all on it like if it works with me i'll do it um but I, in the end, I didn't join simply because COVID kind of came along and it is quite an investment. It's like 1,200 quid. And what they had said to me was they wanted me to be part of like the regular meetings and do talks. And I was willing to be very active in the Chamber of Commerce to push my agenda and push my business if it was then going to, you know, reflect positively. Um, in the end, I didn't really need it in the first year of business. So I'm pretty glad I didn't. And having had all of the experiences of networking that I've done, I much prefer what you're saying, where you're in an environment that either you know will give you the peer group support and doesn't necessarily give you the business because that's actually what you need because you can get the business yourself, or you're in an environment where you can get leads being passed um, through relationship building. And so that was probably a better use of my time because I literally got to a point last year probably in October or November where I was just like I'm totally goosed with doing networking I needed to stop and I just didn't do any networking from like November till probably March because I was so over it I think I was doing like three or four a week and I literally was not getting any work done at all and I was equally not getting any work in from the place that I was networking so it's a bit like why am I spending five hours a week I mean I've got great friends but like is that what's going to help me get business no I need to pay the bills what the hell I, I should caveat the whole chamber of commerce thing by 
each region is, is very run yeah, differently. Yeah, yeah. My my experience of the one that I've had dealings with it doesn't stack Mine up very well. Yeah, I, I do think it was a very very widespreading um, <laughs> criticism there, and, and I don't think that's fair at all. No, I do. Okay, well, you've alluded to um, networking events that are networking events and they're all ones that if you own a business you have probably been invited to can we say that but but no (laughs) not without having given money to charity (laughs) fair enough yeah but there are there's some scary ones out there isn't there that i would probably say there is a huge variety of those ones which are they're called networking events they are designed specifically to put people in a space and create opportunities for them to do business. Yeah, but I don't like having the pressure. I've not had a good experience with places like that. I feel like you already are under so much pressure to get business for yourself and having to sit in front of a room of people and almost feel like you're being judged on the fact that you haven't had a one-to-one or given any business. I'm like, (laughs) that's a big deal and it's a lot of pressure. I don't want to be in that environment. I want to be able to give people business because... One, I genuinely want to give that person business, um, and I don't want to have to set. I don't want to have to meet anybody else's targets, but my but my own targets. So, yeah, not. I hate that kind of environment. I've been to many meetings like that, and always walked away thinking, "Thank God, I'm not part of that every day." Well, the, there's a lot of variety to that structure. So, yeah. uh, cards on the table. I own a share of no a networking way. event yes indeed new gen networking so it's new, yeah new gen dash networking.com go to the website <laughs> check it all out uh, but the, the the variables will be things like how often do these meetings Happen. take places every week every two weeks once a month uh, it might be what is the format so is it just a casual everyone meets in a bar or a cafe and you sort of mingle naturally because you can float around the room it's sort of open networking mm. you can talk to the people you want to talk to when you or is it more formulaic so is there a structured meeting where people get a chance to stand up and talk about their business specifically and everyone is able to sit and listen can we can we just hone in on that 60 second thing yes does that not fill every every business owner we've tried at some point in their life well, it, first time you do it, absolutely. I'm like, even on the tenth time I've done it, I'm still like grabbing my pants because it's horrible. It's the fact that you got to stand up and be like, "Hey, this is me." I. It's never bothered me. You're, you're good. <laughs> it's never. It's never bothered me. The first time I did it, I was nervous about what I was doing, and actually, I used to put a lot of effort to make him make them really different and really entertaining so i was applying a pressure to myself each week which didn't help Uh, but in terms of just doing it now i I don't even give it a second thought if someone said right you've got to do with 60 seconds which i mean we did actually at the last you mean you did for the last recording i chickened out yes we were the Wirral and chester business fair and there was a, a a networking period wasn't that yeah and we were all given everyone in the room was given a chance to do a, a 60 second pitch yeah and there was about how many people in the room there was about 35 yeah um and i got up to do on behalf of you who was cowering in a corner somewhere it was embarrassing people Standard. <laughs> i went up and just did a 60 seconds about this show and you did it wonderfully and so did chris but I've done a million of them, so I kind of feel like I know how to structure one in my head. Mm. 
I can understand why there are people out there, like yourself perhaps, who yeah. just want to crumble. Yeah, under if the that thought. door weren't locked, I'd be out of there. I'd have been out of there. Yeah, but thank you for saving me on that day. But yeah, I still, I, as many times as I do it, I still get nervous before I do it. But you see, would that change? if you were a member of that group and you were attending on a weekly basis because those people in that room wouldn't, the first time, or indeed maybe for the first month, yeah. they are for all intent and purposes strangers, strangers and therefore you will feel that are they judging me, are they divvies, yeah. are they mean, yeah. are they talking about me behind my back. Yeah. Uh, God, we all, we all think that even though we're full grown adults, <laughs> don't we? Exactly. Well, yeah. I don't care. <laughs> That's perhaps why there isn't that same level of <laughs> I can't say I couldn't care if that that is the case. No, but you are right. I mean, if you're doing it in a room full of people that you've got to know, then absolutely it feels more comfortable. So yeah, I do believe that after a period of time of getting to know a group of people, um, then it would potentially become less scary. But saying that, I mean, when I was doing the online thing, it did become less scary because you were in literally in the same online space every week, and I haven't really got to a point where I've done enough face to face. Uh, networking with with the same group to be able to say that for sure but it logically it makes sense yeah what would you say the do's and don'ts are for that sort of an environment because that is the we're talking now about places where people know they're going to a network networking event they know it's a business environment this isn't the funeral analogy i gave before yeah if you meet steve your cousin in this room he's there because he's gone to what he knows to be a networking event mm -hmm. you know you're going to a networking event they know why we're all in that room yes with that in mind and and, and i would perhaps open up your answers to all the different formats I've provided, whether it be the open, casual type ones or the more formulaic, structured ones. What what are the don'ts? What what are the things which just instantly turn you off? Arrogant people that constantly talk about themselves and never ask Sorry you about. about <laughs> but how many of them have you met though, Mark? Seriously, like, does that not put you off wanting to do business with that person if all that they can do is talk about themselves and not even ask a single question about yourself? That drives me nuts. It's interesting you should say that because I actually had someone who I, I quite liked him. I genuinely quite, wow. and, and, and I actually bought <laughs> some of his services. Is um, that because he, he chewed your ear off? Well, he did. The first time, first couple of times that we met, he did just purely talk about himself and actually it transpired that that is all he was capable of doing. Right. And all he wanted to do was sell his services and what he did and but to begin with, I didn't mind that, and actually he got some money out of me because I did buy a suit from him. Well, I bought a couple of suits from him, and I bought a couple of shirts the next time, so he had his pound of flesh from me. Mm. But after that third or the fourth time of meeting, when he would never commit to coming on a regular basis, he'd only turn up when he wanted to sell something, he only talked about what he did, he only tried to sell you what he did, and there was never a conversation about you or what you wanted or how you could... Yeah, there was no reciprocation, even though I liked the guy at the beginning. And actually, I still kind of like the guy as a person. I wouldn't... I'd be very loath to give any more money over just purely because there's no interest on his part. So in going by what you said, he did get a pound of flesh from me to begin with, but 
he's not going to get as much as he perhaps could have done if he'd have just shown me a little bit of love back. <laughs> yeah, it's important. And um, for me, any anybody that... Of all the people that I've met, I've probably resonated most with the people that have just genuinely cared to learn about me and I've been genuinely cared, cared to learn about them and nobody's trying to shove a sale of anything down anybody's throat. They're just letting you know that this is the service I provide. If at any point in the future you know somebody or you need that service, then fine. And I've literally given loads of business to people from personal and contacts just because I know those people are genuine people and they've not tried to shove it. Because I hate it when you go into a shop, right? And there's a store assistant that's like hounding you because she wants you to buy that shoe because it's a part of her commission for the weekend and you just like leave me the sod alone I will pick the shoe and then I'll come back to you if I need anything but people do like genuinely just peck at your head and I don't like people pecking at my head tell me what you do build a relationship check in with me because that's also an important part I could meet you today have a really wonderful impression of you and then never hear from you for like three months and I'm going to forget about you instantly whereas if you've created a great impression in my mind follow it up with a conversation in a week's time don't harass me because I will block your number but you know (laughs) maintain some kind of contact I think that's probably one of the key things that people fail on for me it's yeah they they try and do the sales pitch to you in that first encounter and they want to almost close the deal in that first encounter or build that relationship I went to that that rather famous networking event that we all don't now go to (laughs) (laughs) or we do or we have and 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 they had it was it was like a a creme de la creme of the region group so if you were perceived as being in the top 10 percent you were invited to like a a special group and i went for the first time because i was more interested in what it was and how it might benefit me um and in there uh, they we went around the room and we all had to do a 60 seconds and I was a lawyer at this point and there was a guy who won an award. He was given an award for the whole region for having passed a million pounds worth of property work wow. in one month. And obviously his business had allowed him to do that. Mm. So we all went around the room doing the 60 seconds where we had to stand up and tell us what we do. I stood up and I said, my name is Mark. My business is Vantage Law Solicitors, and I want an I want an introduction to because we had to ask for an introduction to people. And I went, I want an introduction to that fella over there. <laughs> now, one of the 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 directors or people who runs it, the area came over to me and said that was a bit of a waste of a sixty seconds because you weren't specific. What he's already in the room, so why would you need to ask for an introduction? And my response was, well, he doesn't know me. I don't know him. He might think I'm a prize plum, and I could all right, I could walk up to him and try and do an intro, but it would come across as quite an abrasive, hi, I want in, having just been awarded a million pound you know, award for being super mega. Of course, everyone wants to talk to him. Whereas I didn't want that. Whereas, so I made light of that fact. And then if he, he might have then come over to me and gone... <laughs> nice one yeah that was funny and if he doesn't it's because he probably doesn't want to talk to me and he doesn't want to do business with me and i know that there's a presumption there yeah exactly exactly and and that's kind of why i did it but those people were were too blind to see that for me building a relationship with someone like that would require time well it's it's gonna a million pounds worth of business over in a day is it yeah exactly oh i like you 10 minutes here's my number come round and i'll pass you all the work i've ever got in the world yeah of course he's not gonna do that no not at all 
So yeah, yeah definitely that. So build what? memorable relationships with people and follow that stuff up. Okay, so that's networking events. I mean, we'll come back to some of the do's and the don'ts because okay. we are skating over. I've got down here exhibitions. Now, yes. I wouldn't necessarily have put them down. But we learned a lot, didn't we? In our recent exhibition, Business Fair, at the Wirral and Chester Business Fair, which was fabulous, fabulously run. And um, if you listen to the last podcast, we were talking to um, some of the exhibitors and visitors. And the biggest takeaway we got from that discussion was that absolutely everybody was there to network. Yeah, that, that, was, the, uh, that was the word Resounding. that consistently everyone everybody mentioned. Said. Yeah, which was fascinating because I didn't actually expect that to be the case. No. I don't know if that's a very illogical thought, but yeah, I didn't expect everybody to say that. I perhaps expected it more from visitors who were going to be mooching and trying to get into people who were exhibiting um, who might be of use, but the stand holders were very much, yeah, that's why we're here. Yeah, I I presume that they would be there just more to do direct sell, but they weren't. They were there for the long haul, which was very nice to see. It's a great opportunity because these things are free resources, which we will come on to whether or not paying for networking is a good thing or not. But any opportunity that you get to go to a free event, totally do it. Yeah. The brain processes nearly 10,000 visual and oral cues per minute. As first impressions stick, make the customer see your business in the right way. Funky Vibes can ensure your vibes attract the right tribe with their marketing expertise, graphic design, bespoke websites, and social media packages. For more information or a no-commitment initial consultation, simply email your tribe at funkyvibe.co.uk. Well, talking about paying, hospitality was the other one I had on my list. Go on, explain further. Corporate hospitality. Yeah. It exists. I know. And whenever I was taking on corporate hospitality yeah i think people sometimes underestimate how nice it is to receive a reward if i'm spending a fortune with your business and you say i'll jump me to get your tickets for that game or do you fancy this race track day or yeah i went to f1 yeah that was me but how how nice did it feel that someone was going that extra mile or Ma- giving like, you something like that. Yeah, because you were never going to put them tickets without it, were you really? And their experiences, um, I haven't had that experience in my business yet because I'm just a little, but at some point in the future, maybe, yeah. But like corporate ones are mint. If you can afford to do it, totally do it. I think so. It's memorable as hell. And it doesn't always have to be something that costs a fortune, but just something that, that might, offer either an opportunity for that person to do some networking yeah or just to reciprocate and build further build a relationship uh, my dad used to do it quite a lot with uh, one, there was a couple of particular customers who actually represented quite a large percentage of his business at that time mm. and so there was a lot of corporate hospitality that went on in whining and dining them because mm. if they if they were wined and dined by somebody else a competitor yeah and that work walked out the door you had yourself a big problem it's the cost benefit isn't it and well and that boils down to sort of your return on interest which we'll, we'll we will come to because that is a really important factor yes, isn't it indeed. 
okay so we we've covered some of those and it's not it's, it's not all inclusive that list as i mentioned in my opinion it's anywhere anytime anything i think that's a pretty good summary to be honest that anywhere anytime you need to have your game face on you know as much as possible because an opportunity could come your way when you least expect it Let's go through what what are the benefits or perceived benefits of networking. Why would you bother your ass to even put yourself in that position if you're racking up the 74% introvert score? Um, and if you're wondering what we're talking about here, we did do an introvert-extrovert show a couple of episodes ago. Check out 16personalities.com. That's a 1-6, not the number 16. And what a great free tool to figure out your personality. Yeah. just in general to get on that and it's not a paid partnership or sponsorship just do it it's really good but yeah but so if you if you if you do that and it turns out that you are more Ishtar or me. worse yeah, exactly <laughs> uh why would you bother putting yourself in that position Look. so re- reel off some of the benefits you perceive from networking because you're the one who doesn't want to do them <laughs> You make friends, <laughs> which is really important when you're running a business. You're building relationships with people. You are getting your brand out there. It's obviously on a very slow basis because you're doing it on a one-to-one, but most of the time when you're starting out, you do need to build those relationships to spread the word. Um, it's nice to talk to other humans because we can become very insular when we run a business and just be focused on what's going on inside so getting other people's perspectives helping other people because you know pay it forward do good to others and it will come back to you massive believer in that why else would you do it well shall i give you one go on service providers yeah totes when when i when i gave up being employed and became self-employed i am probably slightly embarrassed by how much money I'd spent on things um, like, for example, a website. And I've mentioned this before on the show, but I spent, if for what I spent on my first business website as against what I would charge people now for the same, mm. that, same thing that I received, mm. um, I didn't get value for money at all. And that I would in part perhaps say that that was my naivety but I would very much put it on the toes of the person who created that website because I now build people's websites and the advice that I would give someone who came to me with my level of experience, I would absolutely advise them in a way which meant that they would not be spending that kind of money for what was essentially a a brochure website. Um, And networking has very much changed that because... I got introduced to my first accountant was woeful. It cost me a fortune to repair the incompetent job that they did. The website was far too expensive for what it was and it didn't suit what I needed. So I couldn't update it because it was a bespoke built website. I had to pay £50 every time I wanted someone to do an amendment whereas or to post a blog. Um, and bearing in mind we're a brand new startup business, it, these every things penny just, counts, every penny, it? penny counts exactly. Yeah. I started doing networking events, and I've now got um, a good friend of mine, a dear friend of mine indeed, um, who does all the printing stuff for me. Uh, well, my first my first letterheads were printed by 
a company that wasn't him before I knew him and all the bleed came off the back of the and ruined the printer so I had to pay money to someone come in to fix the printer and then I still had a load of letterheads that were of mm. no use because he couldn't run through he fixed that problem but I met him through a networking event we are still um, doing stuff now over 10 years further on my accountant I've met through networking and, and so mm. I now have the comfort that when I can vet these people whose services I might need before I decide. Yeah. And if I if I can't quite gauge whether you're the person for me, there's another there's another there's the whole rest of the room who I can turn to and say, oh, have you used them before? And they'll go, Yeah, stay away from the useless or yeah, they're brilliant. That's true, because they are held to account a little bit more when they're coming from a networking group. I agree, that's a great great thing. The other one I think we need to mention is skill development. Okay. I have seen some, and I personally have experienced a real development in my skills as a result of networking. So interacting with people, if that's not your natural bag, I have to say probably that's not something I ever had as much problem doing. Yeah. Um, but standing up in front of a room, that's something that people will learn to do. And, and actually, once you get your head around standing in front of a small room of people doing a 60 seconds, what's to stop you standing up in front of a bigger room doing a full-on presentation mm. or being a speaker in an event, mm. um, putting together a presentation? Mm. Uh, what else? Uh, learning to network. Yeah. So how do, you, how do I create an opportunity for you that gets me a brownie point that might then get me some work off you in the future yeah that pay it forward phrase that you used yeah. before um confidence yeah that's a big one isn't personal it? confidence so yeah they're yeah, really good points. i do think you learn some great skills yeah any any situation where you're stepping out of your comfort zone is always going to be beneficial and we've talked about that in a previous podcast too and it helps you learn to get work yeah. focusing on we talk about business plans and marketing strategies but finding your great finding great referral partners who comes into contact with your perfect customer on a regular basis yeah can you find them can you build a relationship with them can you get that work from them yeah and the more that you network the more that you get better at building those relationships if it's not something that comes naturally to you you are right. Indeed. So th- those are lots of positives. There's lots of positives for sure. They're not all positive. <laughs> what, what what are some of the challenges? I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw these right on your lap, young lady, um, given, given the descriptions of your experiences thus far. So what, what are the challenges you feel you face? insincere people how do you how do you know if someone is going to be able to deliver what they're saying that they, they're going to deliver um i think that's something that's very dif- difficult especially if you're not used to like if you're not good at reading people i think it's very difficult if you're in a situation where you've got to or you push to immediately give business to people that you're not comfortable with i'm just like build take that time to build that relationship before you do it I think that's a great one, by the way. And that's something that I've learned to better do yeah. over the course of time. The, the presumption was whenever I joined networking groups or was networking, and my automatic assumption when I first started on business, when I was a pure and wonderful human being, 
uh, was that everyone was lovely, everyone was genuine, yeah. and everyone would deliver on their promises. I am now bitter and twisted, and <laughs> no realize one, that does not exist in the world, and realize that that isn't the case. And so, I don't rule people out from that, but they there is a longer period and perhaps a better vetting process yeah. before I start committing. That is the key because you will meet a lot of people who will say all the nice things in the world to you and then you'll very soon that's realize. How, that's how me and Chris got you on the show, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now they won't let me out. Um, yeah. And then over time you're just like, no. I mean, at the end of the day, in any relationship, whether it's business or personal, the 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 test of time will prevail, right? So the people that you resonate with and who stay in contact with you and who genuinely have an interest in you and it's reciprocated will be the ones that, you know, are the most fruitful. So take your time. Indeed. ROI. The ROI thing is really important because one, when you're a small business, especially when you're starting up, you probably don't have a lot of money. You've only got the money that you've invested in the business. And then somebody comes around and says, right, we need 500 quid for the year in order for you to, you know, join this networking group or however much it is. And it sounds like a lot of money because actually it is a lot of money if you're not making any money. But you've got to really think about how many jobs you would need to get from that networking event in order for it to be a return, a decent return. So, for example, there is a networking event I will be joining. So I know how many jobs I need to get in order to have a decent return on investment. And the likelihood is that that will probably happen in the first few months. So it won't even be, it'll be a no brainer to join, but just don't be put off by the fact that like you have to put money out up front. You need to get good networking events should give you the opportunity to join them a few times before you officially have to sign on the dotted line and, you know, hand over any cash. So where you've got an opportunity to do that, do it and scope out which is what I've done a few individuals in that group before you join and have one-to-ones with them and just see if they're going to be the people that you're going to cling to even if nobody else in the room is going to be able to give you business if those few people will um, then it makes it worth it and that's what I've done um, and that's been hugely beneficial because I'm really stingy I will not pay for anything unless I absolutely feel that there's a need to pay for it as you well know Mr Pollard <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give him a shout out A because he's a lovely guy and B because he actually elaborates on what you've just said so his name's Dave Palmer from Perfect Getaways mm-hmm. uh, he was actually a guest on the show when we were talking about lockdown stories which is another episode plug 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 go and check that out <laughs> yeah um, he once did a brilliant presentation at one of these networking events where actually he took that and elaborated on it because he said it's not just about what work you get because that's a very tangible thing that you can measure what he also looked at was the benefits that he receives from being in that room so he has a travel agency he's got five stores all around the merseyside area and he has a lot of demand for things like joiners um, builders, plumbers. Uh, he has wholesale. Um, he has wholesale booze in his free bars. He needs HR services, accountancy services. There's a whole raft of things his business needs that he's able to get because of the relationships he built in there. And not only might he get a better deal from those relationships, so it might cost him less. He might get more for his bang for his buck yeah. or he gets a reliable service that's exactly what he wants without having to then pay again for someone to come in and fix it and repair it yeah. and that in itself has a value massively yeah yeah that's why can I give another shout out then go on given that you do Mr. Carl Birch 
Oh, from? Who's my new bestie, Eco Deco. Hey, Carl. We are now going to be working together. But I love the fact that I've literally only met him two weeks ago. He's already working on a nice commercial job for me down in Macclesfield. And we've had two one-to-ones now and uh, have plans to be working together on projects in the future. Why did I choose him? One, he's an amazing person. And I know that from the from the one big like initial discussion that we had but two he's part of this networking group that contains people that I know and trust and who have recommended him so that has saved me a massive job trying to find and source of the painter and decorators that can do the job that I know he will do and I know he's going to be accountable for the work that he does because he knows me and everybody in that group now the serial networkers we know a few don't we we do we all know them (laughs) overextend themselves yeah but I mean Everybody knows them, literally everybody knows them. And so perhaps that is, I mean, clearly that's a benefit because we know who those serial networkers are. To be fair, if I needed anything, that's those serial networkers are the people I'd go to if they weren't in my immediate network because I Mm -hmm. think that they would probably know the people that I didn't know. Maybe. And you're absolutely right. The flip side to that for me is I don't feel like I'm as valued at their end there is in every networking group an accountant yeah or there is a lawyer there is an estate agent yeah there is a marketeer yeah uh there is a an, an financial advisor and there is only so much work that that serial networker can provide Mm. to those people if you're if you're attending in measurable numbers of networking events um you're out there just for you because you're putting yourself out there and this isn't a criticism by the way to anyone no, who no. does that yeah yeah uh, but uh, for me personally I, I if i want to build a relationship with an accountant i want to build a relationship in a way that will allow me to give them work and make introductions to those people if i know 15 accountants i can only really service one or two at an absolute maximum at which point i'm taking stuff from them but not reciprocating and actually going back to my suit person analogy Mm. that work will quickly dry up at which point i've spent a lot of time and a lot of energy building a relationship that's now neither use nor ornament yeah i mean on the flip side of that as well it's knowing when too much networking is too much networking for you being part of more than one or two is probably not a great idea from personal experience because it's about making those genuine relationships with people and if you've got a room of 20 people times two that's 40 people that you've got to build relationships with and like you rightly said you're going to probably have duplicates of those professions in each of the groups that and it takes a shed load of time away from you actually doing your work as we've already alluded to so know the value of your time find one that is really good and build on those relationships because inevitably that one person knows 20 other people who could then be part of your network so it's not about how many networking groups that you do it's about building meaningful relationships with the 20 people that are in your room or 10 people that are in your room who will then open you up to everybody else i guess very much find the one that suits you at the time as well because it changes it can change massively that that networking group i keep on mentioning yeah (laughs) um i didn't join it for the first four years that i had a business even though as a lawyer i probably would have 
got a, a lot of work yeah. from it. Mm. I didn't feel like I could dedicate that amount of time each week because it, we were essentially a, a new business and a setup business. When I joined it for the first time, mm. I had staff who could do stuff while I was out networking. So I felt my business was still productive whilst I wasn't there. Whereas it wasn't the case before I had staff and I first set out. It would have been just me dedicating my time purely to that. I didn't feel I had a network of contacts that allowed me to contribute appropriately. And so I was very conscious of would I be receiving lots but not being able to give stuff back. Mm. Yeah. And going back to what I said, I mean, and what you've just um, mentioned as well, like I think the purpose and the type of group that you're a part of changes as your business changes and the challenges change. So at the start, it was all about peer group support. So I joined a group that didn't give me any business leads, but provided a good support mechanism. I've had, I've been part of a, um, a group of people that hold me accountable every week. That's been massively beneficial. Do I need that anymore? Probably not as much as I needed it a couple of months ago. So my, I'm now transitioning into a new thing where I do want to have business relationships and business leads. And so now my needs for networking have changed. So it's a constant evolution, isn't it? Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I suppose tool tips. <laughs> Birds of a feather. Um, can I mention one that I've actually used quite a lot? Go on. Eventbrite. What a fabulous ap- application. If you haven't got it, download it. Eventbrite has a number of free... Ev- well, it basically is um, an app that has loads of events some paid some are free and you can sort through the app to see find free ones i found tons of amazing networking events for free on that app and then got connected to loads of organizations um government or sponsored organizations um european union invested organizations and then private organizations that then introduced me to a whole group of people who are now my friends so eventbrite on it get on it new businesses it's even great for just finding events brilliant and it's well worth doing and people don't know about it but it's so good i can't believe people still don't know about eventbrite it's been around forever no but i didn't know about eventbrite until i started googling wow it's available on an app so you can have it on an app on your phone you can obviously find it on tinterweb so there's loads of ways of getting it. Go on there, use it. It'll show. You can usually book tickets through there. Yeah, you can. As well. Which we do. But yeah, yeah do that. Defo. Uh, Cam Card is the one I've got. Which I haven't heard of. So it's a free app for your phone. Nowadays, perhaps it's less relevant, but certainly once upon a time, you go to these events and you'd come away with like 20 business cards and you think, oh, Christ <laughs> alive. And then you'd sit on your desk for six months and eventually you just throw them in the bin because True story. <laughs> you just you just didn't know what Still to do when you were sick of it. looking at them. I know. Cam card, if you scan the card, it will automatically add populate the information into a contact that you can then save on your phone. Oh. So there's no manual of inputting of contact information. There's a free one and then there's a paid for one which I presume just comes with some extra tools. Handy. I'm sure I paid for the paid for one at some point. Um but yeah, well worth doing because business cards are useful. They are. And sometimes you don't know whose business card is useful. Yeah. I generally just add people and add people and add people. And I'm sure at some point I need to go through and call my contact list. 
God, what a pain is that? Well, I haven't done it, which is how much of a pain <laughs> it is. But if ever I need someone, yeah. I can just go through and go, right, I need a painter and decorate. And there's probably about three or four painter and decorators I've met, at which point I can go, no, don't know them, never really met them. They're rubbish. Ah, Calbert from Eco Deco. Whoop, whoop. Uh, you can send your check to go fish <laughs> at podstation.com. <laughs> Yeah, love love that one. That's a great one. I usually take pictures, but that's also a pain in the butt. Because you still got to manually put stuff in. Damn right, yeah. And then the final one is I use an iPad Pro. Instead of writing notes. And a good friend, a good couple of friends, one particular friend who makes me laugh, God bless him, Dave Forrest from Myriad Mortgages, who who bought one of those notepad things. Which I have been tempted to do too, by the way, because those adverts are very good. Well, it works on Dave. <laughs> And one other person that we know of too, yeah. Um, so, yeah, he, he uses that. And I, I've always used that. I've used my iPad Pro for about five yeah. years um, or whenever iPad Pros first came out. Yeah. Because I don't want reams of sheets paper. of paper. Yeah. I want the notes in and because they're electronically stored. Yes. Actually, I find it's quite useful to refer as a reference point. Yeah, I like that one. Good Splendid. job. Splendid. I think we've done networking. Well done. Haven't we? We've done a great job as always. We, we. Okay, we've done a great job. Networking is a bit of a, bit of a chunky uh, subject, isn't it? I think so because I th- it's so wide ranging. Yeah, and lots of people have got lots of varied experiences. But it, it, I think ultimately it is such a valuable thing to consider to do and to do. Just find the right one for you. My business wouldn't exist without networking. No, mine probably wouldn't either. In fact, I'm sure it wouldn't. So do it. People help people. Exactly. Be kind. Hopefully you find it useful. If we've missed a topic, if we've said something you fundamentally disagree with, if there's a question you'd like to raise or even something you'd like us to mention in the next episode about this topic, then send us an email to gofishatthepodstation.co.uk. You can also direct messages if sending an email isn't your thing. It gives a follow. We mentioned at the outset we're on which platforms? Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Yes, of course, YouTube, you can listen to the shows there. Yeah. Uh, we don't do a video yet, but we might start doing that. I'm all for it, I have to say. Now we're losing our COVID weight and looking more sexy, defo. <laughs> so go and check out the shows on YouTube yeah. or on all of the major platforms. We're on Apple, Google, Deezer, Stitcher, Spotify. Um, if, the, if they exist, then we're probably on there. Yeah. Just type in the Go Fish Business Tips podcast. Yes. Um, or at Gofish Podcast on the social media. Yeah. Give us a review. Please. Very much so. Um, thank you very much, Ish. Thank you, Mark. Um, I think we've done a splendid job there. High five. We, we, I think it's official. We now don't need Chris. <laughs> it would, in all seriousness, it would have been very interesting to get Chris's take on this topic because I know he's networked for a long and time. And this would have been a three-hour podcast instead of an it, hour and a half. It probably would have been, but he, he has a vast amount of experience on, on this. Yeah. Um, so it would have been interesting. Although we have actually covered the networking topic right at the beginning of the Go Fish oh, podcast cool. when Elaine was there as well. Right. So maybe go and check that episode out for Chris and yeah, Elaine's there you go. Um, uh, input. Fabulous. Insights. And our next podcast yes. is about business tools. <laughs> and we're, we're not being rude about people there. <laughs> we're talking about what tools do small businesses use. I found tons, and I can't wait to hear what people think. Uh, people say that they found that could help other small businesses. 
I'm quite excited about this topic. Yeah, it's it, me Because too. what we're going to be doing is talking to, we're going to the Liverpool Business, business Fair, Fair and we're going to be asking people there what resource tools do they use? Yes. Um, where do they get their resource tools from? Yeah. Um, and hopefully if you listen to that show, by the end of it, you might have maybe half a dozen, a dozen new tools that oh, you can yeah. use to help your business. Yeah, and there's loads of good free tools as well that people might not be aware of, so totally check that one out. Okay, well, I think we've done that. Well done. Yeah, thank you very much for joining us, guys. We sincerely hope you've enjoyed it. It's the Isha Mark show. <laughs> we'll see you in two weeks. Indeed. Bye. Bye. Get social at Go Fish Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter.